<laughs> hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes that's right jsc exclusives you'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else for ten dollars or more per episode now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show you got a business you want me to talk about it i want you to sponsor my show for ten dollars hit me up send me the script i'm putting you over plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm J. Scott Smith, and this is the 50th episode, episode 50 of JSC Radio. How's it going? You may notice this episode starts a whole hell of a lot differently than any of the previous 49 and change, counting some of the specials. Because instead of doing what I initially had planned to do, for this episode, which would have been a really kind of big intro full of music and different cuts and everything else. I'm going to save that for episode 100 because I really want to do it big. Not to say episode 50 isn't big. It's huge. This is a milestone. I never thought I'd get to 50 episodes of this thing. And I wanted to do something different. So we're coming in with a cold open. Because, in all honesty, there's not much else I can say right now that could dress up or make a little bit more fun or loosen up what's going on out here. When I started doing this podcast about a year and a half ago, that's wild that it's been that long. When I started doing this podcast a year and a half ago, I often would get asked, what type of podcast is this? What the hell is JSC Radio? And the funny thing is, on the 50th full episode, I still don't really have a damn clue what this podcast truly is. I know it's a sports show. It's a lifestyle show. It can be kind of pop culture Hell, it's a little bit of a pro wrestling podcast. There's all sorts of stuff that's attached to this thing. And I don't quite get where to go for this. However, the one thing I will say about this show is while it might be primarily sports, I will forever and always refuse to stick to sports. 
It's a phrase that just kind of reeks of privilege and arrogance. Telling a reporter, because I've been a reporter for the better part of 30 years. I first really knew I wanted to work as a journalist when I was seven years old. My birthday just passed about 10 days, not even 10 days ago. My birthday just passed. So I just turned 38. Uh, I knew I wanted to be a reporter of some sort when I was a little kid. And the first thing I wrote that halfway resembled a news article was when I was, eight, when I was eight years old. So that's 30 years ago. It was 1987. Holy hell. I never could have imagined that 30 years later we'd be at this point where, where you're basically telling reporters and telling athletes and telling just general people on the street, hey, 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 stick to sports. This is sports. We're trying to escape everything that's happening in the world. So just talk about sports. Why you got to talk about politics? Because apparently to these mouth breathers, anything that isn't hardcore sports, let's talk about offensive lines and talk about pitching staffs. And we got to talk about the defense and, and, and the fantasy value. We, we got to talk about sports. Shut up. And yes, this is not just in reference to what's going on the last couple days, but this is basically attached to something that largely I've talked about on this show ad nauseum for the better part of a year. It started with Colin Kaepernick, but it's gone on for decades. And to hear these entitled, obnoxious, ignoramuses tell us to stick to sports, considering that sports and, quote, politics and social issues, all of that are intertwined, you idiots. All of that are intertwined. All of those things are intertwined, dumbasses. All of them. Because if we simply stuck to sports, Jesse Owens at the 1936 Olympics doesn't have the meaning it has. If we just stick to sports, Muhammad Ali isn't who you think he is. If we just stuck to sports, then that scene of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bobby Mitchell and Muhammad Ali and yes, even Jim Brown, ugh, sitting together, wouldn't have the meaning it has. If we just stuck to sports, then John Carlos and Tommy Smith wouldn't have the importance and no one would remember it. Trust me, they I'm sure they'd have loved to have stuck to sports in 1972 in Munich. I'm sure they would have preferred to stick to sports then. If we just stuck to sports and we don't talk about politics, then the 1980 Summer Olympics aren't boycotted and the 1980 Winter Olympics don't have the meaning that they have. Think about this without quote-unquote politics involved. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. There is no Mike Ruzioni. There is no miracle on ice if we just stuck to sports. If all we did was stick to damn sports and not pay attention to the outside world, sports wouldn't be sports. Sports would be boring. Sports is a microcosm of society. It's not an escape from it. It's where all of it comes together. And I refuse to stick to sports. These days, it's difficult to be a journalist. It's hard, especially if you're a journalist of color or a woman. It's hard. It's difficult, you understand me? People think this job is easy. 
just seen it over the past 10 days with the two major hurricanes that hit here. Every simpleton who can barely spell his own damn name, every moron who can't tell the difference between your and your, every Dender Mifflin who can't seem to figure out that the word lose is spelled with one O, not two, all of you who love to tell us how to do our job, I politely ask you to shut the hell up. Or, if you think you can do a better job, you go take that microphone and a camera and get your ass out there in the middle of a hurricane. Or get out there and get a question from a coach who really don't feel like talking to you. Or getting a question or getting a quote in from an innocent bystander who's just been through hell. And you can't get back in front of that editor and say, I don't have anything, despite having stood out there and gotten all that footage and had all those people around you, but you didn't have the stones to ask somebody a tough question and risk getting yelled at in front of the world. To have people like you sit on their ass on their couch or at their kitchen table and mock us and make fun of us and tell us how to do our job. I take what I do as a journalist with a whole hell of a lot of pride. And I take it personally when people come after us. And I take it personally that people don't even try to understand what we do and what we go through on the daily. It's annoying. It is. And it's especially frustrating these days because we live in a world, especially in this country, that basically, for lack of a better term, is hostile toward minorities, is hostile toward women. That's not an opinion. That's fact. In episode 23 of this series of podcasts I've done, I laid out to you exactly how I felt. It got me in a little bit of trouble. It was a little off-putting to people. I don't apologize for a word that I said, because it's true. And a lot of what I said has started to come to fruition, and then some. We've seen it. And even going back to last year, where I did the episode on Philando Castile, who, by the way, his killer got acquitted. And I did the episode on Orlando with the mass shootings and the vilification of Muslims. When I did the show on how difficult it is to be a black man living in this country, especially when your dad is a police officer, well, was, he retired, how you never will know a moment's rest, how you never will really understand what it's like to have full-on peace in your life because from the day you're born, you're marked as being seen as a threat. You're seen as a threat you're seen as inferior, and strangely enough, you're seen as somebody who's often superior, and therefore that leads to you being seen as a threat. And it keeps happening, and it keeps happening, and keeps happening. Colin Kaepernick took a knee during a national anthem, and people basically are treating him worse than they treated guys who've actually murdered people. You've got people like Ray Lewis who lied to cover up a murder, lecturing Colin Kaepernick. You've got guys like, you got dudes like Michael Vick who threw his entire career away so he could go make $5,000 fighting dogs like a savage and got himself locked up and he's got the nerve to lecture Colin Kaepernick. You've got strung out junkies like Daryl Strawberry lecturing Jamel Hill and talking about respect the flag. And then you got people who used to have the respect of the black community, unquestioned. Men like Jim Brown. Jim Brown, who basically was Mr. Tough Love, Mr. Go Into the Hood and Help Reform Gangs. What happened to that man? But then again, we spent years allowing Jim Brown to basically lecture young black men and what it was like to be men, all while he's beating up every woman he's with. These are the people that are basically helping to push this narrative. 
And then we get into people like Jason Whitlock, who at one point, and it wasn't really that long ago, I'd say about a decade ago, at one point I had a lot of respect for Jason Whitlock. Because while I did not always agree with what he had to say, I at least could see where he was coming from on certain things. And I could respect, I could get what he was trying to say. But that was a different Jason Whitlock. I don't recognize this clown cake that's running around on Fox now. I don't recognize that guy. That's not the Jason Whitlock I remember hearing show up on the radio in Detroit. That's not the Jason Whitlock I saw on ESPN 10 years ago when he was actually a pretty funny dude and he was actually kind of creative. And yes, some of the things he said were a little out of bounds, a little awkward, but you, but you could tell. There was, it wasn't this nefarious element of basically trying to denigrate the suffering and the struggle of black and brown people in this country. What I said here, that's an opinion. What's not an opinion is that the president of the United States, just about a month ago, had to be prodded into giving a statement after a near race riot took place in Charlottesville, Virginia. And in the process, he equivocated the people who were protesting Nazis and protesting white supremacists, the same counter-protesters who watched one of their own get killed in front of them by a white supremacist. That president of the United States was equating those people with the Nazis. And after being basically forced to have to walk it back two days later, 24 hours after that, he doubles down and says there were good people on the side of the white supremacists. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. It's quantifiable. It's on tape. I'm not sitting here making this allegation that he sided with white supremacists. He literally did it on just about every major network live about a month ago. When someone like Jamel Hill, who I've known for years, full disclosure, we're both from Detroit, both went to Michigan State, we both came into this business, she's a little older, but we both came into this business having the same mindset. When she gets on and tweets, tweets, not even on air, but tweets, those exact words, she gets attacked and told to stick to sports. Well, that's something she gets told to do a lot. Stick to sports, stick to sports, stick to sports. It's funny that I see all these people who send all these terrible tweets to her, all this hate mail. They love dropping racial slurs on her. They love doing all this this foolishness, telling her to stick to sports, stick to sports, stick to sports. No, I won't stick to sports. I refuse. And so will she. And so do a whole lot of us. Because here's what a lot of you idiots Here's what a lot of you assholes who keep telling us as journalists who cover sports to stick to sports. Don't you think we would prefer to simply talk about sports? Do you think we like talking about NFL players being tackled to the ground by cops with a, and having a gun pointed at the back of their heads for simply standing around when a disturbance breaks out? Do you think we enjoy talking about protests of police brutality? Do you think we like talking about a president of the United States 
who openly sides with white supremacists on television, who calls an entire nation's worth of people rapists, and I'm sure some of them are good people. A guy who put forth a ban that on more than one occasion was thrown out in federal courts because it openly targeted people of a particular faith. Do you, do you think we really want to talk about this on SportsCenter? Hell no, we don't want to talk about this. Trust it. I would much rather get on here and talk about pro wrestling. I would much rather get on here and talk about the May Young Classic or get on here and talk about the start of the NFL season or get on here and talk about how my Detroit Tigers have gone completely off the cliff. I'd love to strictly stick to that and talk about that. But I don't have the privilege of being able to do that. A lot of us as black journalists and brown journalists and women and LGBT journalists and Muslims and apparently Jewish journalists are now joining in on this too. We don't have the privilege of sticking our heads in the sand and acting like all this bullshit is not going on. Wednesday night... Fenway Park, by the way, episode 39, go check that out. I talk about Boston and their history of racism. I hit on that too. Fenway Park, five people slipped into Fenway Park and somehow got a very large sign, and you've seen it on the internet, got a very large sign, draped it over the green monster at Fenway. It said, racism is as American as baseball. And it's true. And yet, there are people who would see that sign go up, and it wasn't a small sign, who would see that sign go up on the Green Monster and insist that we don't look at it, we don't talk about it. In fact, you're the racist if you bring it up. Like, seriously. A couple weeks back, I got on all, I just got all in on you free speechers. And this incident with Jamel Hill, and it's not even an incident, it's Jamel telling the truth. But this thing with Jamel Hill further proved my point. The same ones who, not even four weeks ago, are screaming from the rooftops, how dare these companies fire these innocent young men who were just expressing their right to free speech? How dare these companies fire these guys for simply doing their job? Oh, it's so awful. They're, they're, they aren't hurting anybody. What's the problem? Free speech, free speech. Well, you do know that Freedom of speech doesn't protect you from, you know, losing your job. That's not right. That's not fair. It's tyranny. Free speech. Free speech. It's funny how three weeks later, all of you morons are suddenly constitutional scholars. You try to get on Twitter and lecture me about free speech, which is hilarious. And it also proved my point. At J. Scott Smith on Twitter. Apparently, I, I have a tweet that's likely gone into the 10,000s in retweets and likes. <laughs> it's rather amazing. So all I said was, quote, it's cute how many of the people who a month ago were screaming free speech in order to defend Charlottesville suddenly want Jamel silenced. And you remember it. I did a whole show on it. There were people who were actually trying to protect the free speech rights of Nazis and getting angry that people were daring to, you know, basically threaten violence against them. The same one saying you shouldn't fire a guy for being a Nazi are now all of a sudden clamoring for Jamel Hill to be fired. It was cute. It was adorable. It was not going to happen. And when the press secretary, who was essentially, by proxy, speaking for the person in the Oval Office, says that 
what Jamel did is a, quote, fireable offense, that can be taken a whole lot of ways. So to explain to those of you who seem to be new to this whole Constitution thing, yes, the First Amendment does not stop a private employer from firing you for saying something that they deem unacceptable. That I get. The problem is when the government is seen as influencing the company to do it. That is also a violation of your First Amendment rights. The government has no business interjecting itself into your personal life in any way. That's the whole point of the Constitution. That's the whole point of why the United States was allegedly different from all these other countries. If you take that away, if you allow the President of the United States to intimidate a company into firing somebody for saying something that you don't like, that's no better than what happens in China or Russia or North Korea or any myriad of Middle Eastern and African nations. We're allegedly better than that here. So that is a free speech issue. You can't have the government coercing a firing. You can't do that. It's not going to work. And what else is not going to work is insisting upon telling people to stick to sports. Because as I said before, don't you think we would like to just talk about sports? We're not robots. We're not going to sit here and act like this ain't happening. But it's never been that way. Politics have been a part of sports. The news has been a part of sports. Social issues have been a part of sports for as long as we've been covering them. Whether it's Jackie Robinson and and Larry Doby, the first two black players into Major League Baseball, all the way through, like I mentioned, John Carlos and Tommy Smith, all the way up to, of course, the last 15 years. Strange, you don't want politics interjected in sports, but why the hell is it that there are baseball stadiums that still sing God Bless America? Huh? Want to explain that to me? Why is it that you don't want politics interjected into sports, but yet the NFL is out here having full-on army parades and military parades starting off games? It gets realer. But you think we want to deal with this? I would much rather go cover a game and not have to deal with the idea that one of these players could get a gun stuck in his face by a cop for simply standing in the wrong place. Or if we witness what's going on in front of us in this country, that we're expected to keep our mouths shut in the guise of, dare I say, objectivity. Objectively speaking, this country is at one of its worst racial points since the 1960s. And simply sticking our head in the sand and acting like it's not happening and sticking to sports, stick to sports. That's, that's asinine. And it's absurd because it's odd that you don't seem to want to tell Jason Whitlock to stick to sports, do you? You're not in a big rush to tell Clay Travis to stick to sports. You're not really trying to tell Sage Steele to stick to sports, are you? You're not because they're spitting out what you want to hear. They're giving you that, that, that ether that make your soul burn slow. You seek to get a pound of flesh out of someone who basically says something that you don't like. Especially when they say something that you don't like, that's demonstrably true. It's been an interesting ride these first 50 episodes on this show because I've had some weeks where I've struggled to come up with things to say in place of what's going on around here. 
at certain points, that's why it took an extra week for me to come up with an episode. That's why this thing is dragged a little bit longer. I should be a lot further past 50 shows. But I'm grateful that I made it to 50 because a lot of a lot of podcasts don't. This 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 is at 50 and growing. The next 50 are going to be even more wild than the first. And yes, they're going to be a few more episodes where I just black out and this is what you get. You don't get any bells and whistles. You don't get any wild intros. You don't get a whole lot of the fun. Shout out to my man, Doc Illingsworth, by the way. He's he's helped become the soundtrack of this damn show. And done a hell of a lot more for me than y'all realize by letting me get some of his really dope music on here. And I am going to, as we go further, we're going to have some more fun shows. Because you're going to need to have some fun shows. And yeah, they're going to talk about sports. And yeah, they're going to talk about wrestling. And yeah, they're going to talk about hip-hop. Trust me, I got one coming for you very soon about hip-hop. That's going to be episode 51. But I also want to use this show as a platform. For however long I get to do this, I'm going to use this as a platform. I am a journalist, something I'm very proud to call myself. But I'm also a human being. And I can objectively read news. I can objectively cover stories. I can objectively do all that and still be a black man who's disgusted at seeing what this country has turned into and be grossed out by how we talk to and treat our women and get grossed out about how we treat our black and brown people and be disgusted at how the LGBT community is treated in this country. I can do all those things. I don't operate on a one or the other. I'm smart enough to be able to walk and chew gum at the same damn time. I can do a lot of things, but damn it, the one thing I refuse to do is just stick to sports. I will not. There is no chance. If it compels me, I will talk about whatever I want. And if you don't like it, you're still going to listen anyway. That's one other point. There's one last one I want to make. It's funny that people who come after Jamel and wish all these terrible things, if you could see some of the things that are sent to her, like really dig through on those mentions, my God, it's awful. But it's funny because a lot of these people follow her. She don't follow them. She follows me, at J. Scott Smith. She ain't following you. Whoever you are, random Twitter egg with 39 followers. She ain't following you. You're telling her all these things about, I can't stand it. Why don't you stick to sports? Nobody asked you to follow her, but you still are. I don't want it to get to the point where I got morons following me because they dislike me. But you know what? One way or the other, I'm still going to do this show. I'm still going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And eventually, my check's going to start clearing when it comes to this show, too. That's another thing. I'd love to be able to help friends of mine who have businesses, like my friend Andrea Williams back in Detroit. She has the Paisley Paper Company. She creates stationery. She creates all sorts of cards for all different kinds of occasions. So be sure to check her out. Go to Paisley, P-A-I-S-L-E-Y Paper Company. Google that. Go look it up. It's worth it. And she's, she's an amazing designer. She's a hell of an artist. She's a hell of a person. And that's what I want to do. There's a week in sports. Be sure to support them. Follow them on Twitter at Week in Sports. Week, W-E-E-K, because a lot of y'all don't know how to spell, clearly. W-E-E-K, the letter N, sports. Follow them on Twitter, too. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for helping me do this. Be sure to go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash JSC Radio. I want to thank all of you 
who listen to this show, whether it's on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash JSC Radio, whether it's on iTunes, just simply search JSC Radio and add us on iTunes. Do the same thing on Stitcher. Do the same thing on Google Play. Do the same thing on Audio Boom. Search JSC Radio. Add us. Listen to us. Share it. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at JSC Radio. And also, I'm going to start putting over a lot of these other black podcasts because I'm a black journalist. I'm a member of the National Association of Black Journalists. And big ups to this org for having Jamel's back, by the way, too. But I'm a black journalist. I'm also a black broadcaster and a black podcaster. And I am going to start putting over some more of these black podcasts that are out here, too, because we're all we got. And I want to shout all of y'all out as the weeks continue to go by. Big up to my man Rufio Jones and his YouTube series, Allow Me, which is getting sillier and funnier by the second. Big ups to Detroit City. That's Ruf Jones, Doc Illingsworth, Sean Uppercut, plus my man Strife, who shares a birthday with me on September 5th. I want to shout out every friend of mine who's asked about the show. I want to shout out the spiritual litigator who has done more for me spiritually than I think probably recognizes. Big ups to my family. Big ups to all my people. Big ups to those of you who follow me on Twitter, at jscottsmith, at JSC Radio. Those of you who are on Instagram, the new Instagram will be coming soon for this show, by the way. Got to be able to split them up. But for right now, it's at jscottsmith on Instagram. And all you guys who've helped push forward with that, because a lot of this, this is like the first podcast that ever got over on Instagram. Ain't that some crazy shit? I used Instagram to help get this thing over. Big ups to Jasmine Duke, who will be back on this show soon to promote her new book, I'm Black and I Have a Dad. Go get that now. But she and her dad are going to be on this show soon. She's making a return trip. Big ups to Adrian Lawrence, my really good friend, now formerly of ESPN. I want to get her back on here eventually. Big ups to Janae Darton, who was the first ever guest this show had back in episode 13. Big ups to Lara Witt, who she's been writing her little ass off all the way. Be sure to support her, too, at Femme Feminist. I'm putting y'all all out there. I'm putting everybody over. This is the 50th episode, but it damn sure ain't the last. And in closing, for people to sit and tell someone like Jamel Hill to stick to sports, you don't know her, you don't know the person she is, you don't know how resilient she is. For, some, for someone to tell Michael Bennett to stick to sports and, well, maybe we need proof of what happened. Because naturally, it, it comes from people who watched Eric Garner get choked out on camera, who watched Rodney King get beaten by five police officers. And then those five officers walked, setting off the riots in 1992. They watched Philando Castile get murdered by a police officer. Yet, they see this, and they make an excuse for why it happened. And then when Michael Bennett tells his story, you demand proof. I need to see proof. Why? So you can then dispute it? There's proof of climate change right in front of you, and yet you still demand proof. Or you just say it's not true. Or you just call it fake news. Well, ain't nothing fake about this. I refuse to stick to sports. This podcast will go wherever I see fit. But we're going to have a lot of fun. The first 50 episodes have been something else. This whole thing has been an experience for me, podcasting, sitting here at this table, in my dining room, 
listening to these damn cars and trucks roar up and down the street here in Philadelphia and having to account for all that. The, the wonders of magical editing that I do. Again, patreon.com slash jscradio. Thank you all for helping me get through the first 50 episodes of this wild-ass experience. It's time to get started on the next 50 episodes. Let's close this thing out as we always do. My name is J. Scott Smith, telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And never stick to sports. We are out of here. I will be back in the next week to 10 days, hopefully, with episode 51. We're going to get back to having some fun then. But for a milestone episode like this, I had to keep it real with y'all. And I appreciate all of you for supporting this show. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. It's JSC Radio. heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.